Hello, everybody. Welcome to Paranormal Happy Hour. I am so sorry. We're running a little delayed um, only because we were having um, technical difficulties, um, audio. Um, so we finally are able to talk, start the show. Um, Brian is backstage. Um, he is only able to um, uh, do the vodcast on audio and not video. We were having some difficulties with that also. Um, so I just wanted to mention quickly that, of course, um, this day, 9-11, um, was a tragic, tragic event um, that I will never forget and many people will not never forget. Um, I remember um, this past weekend, I went with my family and we went to the American Heritage Museum, which is in Hudson, Mass. Um, and that's where they have a whole bunch of, you know, um, you know displays from World War II, um, tankers, and um, they had also aircrafts. Um, and if you go into the far corner, they actually have a piece of, you know, one of the towers and, you know, a video of, of the event that happened. Um, so it, it was very sad for myself to see this. And, you know, I can't believe it's 22 years ago this happened. Um, but again, you know, it's it will be with us always. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, as time goes by, we'll just remember, you know, all the, you know, police reinforcement, fire departments, volunteers, everybody that helped us um, get through this also. So without further ado, um, let me introduce you Brian Leatherman. So he is actually, um, does the tours and, you know, uh, gets together events, things like that, um, it, which is including um, the Jenny Wade House, um, the orphanage, so without further ado, let me bring him on. Hello, Brian. Hey. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you doing? We are doing well. Um, after we got over our little ordeal, <laughs> we are doing fantastic. All right. <laughs> Those things happen. Those things happen. It's all things right. Things do happen. And, you know, unfortunately... We've been having, I've been having really bad weather here between thunderstorms. We lost power a couple of days ago. So I'm expecting a couple more thunderstorms and rain this afternoon. So I am expecting that everything will run smoothly and nothing will happen. Well, let's, um, hope so. let's hope so. So positive, why don't you. Positive vibes, positive energy. We'll get through it. Exactly. My uh, my our very first podcast, Jen and mine. Exactly, that's what happened. I lost a power, and unfortunately, she was like she just had to carry on the show by herself because I had no Wi-Fi or anything. So hopefully, it won't be like that. Yeah. Yeah. My our very first podcast. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it. So, um, Brian, why don't you just um. Tell us a little something about yourself. All right. Well, um, I just moved up here to Gettysburg um, about six months ago. Um, me and my family bought a house up here. 
Um, we had been coming to Gettysburg for about 10 years. And uh, around 2019, we decided uh, we wanted to make it our home permanent. Uh, so it took us a little while, about four years, but we eventually, we, we did it. And uh, so now this is where we live. Um, I work for a company called um, Gettysburg Heritage. And they are the ones that do the bus tours, the, uh, the, the, the double-decker buses. Um, and, but they also do the ghost tours at the Jenny Wade House and the Orphanage. Uh, they own both of those houses. And, of course, um, <clears throat> as everybody knows, Jenny uh, Wade House as well as the Orphanage is, um, you know, two of the most haunted locations in the entire world. And I have the honor and privilege of doing tours there. Um, I've that been is yeah. wow, phenomenal. That that must be an all time. Like I would love to do something like that. It's 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 a job that you love, and you don't mind going in every day and working. Yeah, that's the I, I tell that people uh, to the to people often is I do not consider it a job at all. Um, it is something that I love to go do every day. I love talking about the history um, that's happened there in Gettysburg, about the homes, and um, the, of course there the, the battle. Um, and then you have the, the paranormal side of it, you know, which is a passion of mine as well. So um, yeah, it is. It is just something that I have enjoyed thoroughly, and I can see it doing it. Me doing that for the rest of uh, you know that I'm able to work. So yeah, yeah. Most definitely. that's unbelievable. Um, hi, Steph. So Steph says Brian is a shadow man. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also saying that Massachusetts also, yes, we are getting a storm. Yes. So hopefully it's not going to shut us down. <laughs> We're going to get through this and be fine. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is the history of um, the Jenny Wade House. Right. Um, so what I've done some research on is um, that, uh, so her original name was Mary Virginia, is that correct? That is correct. Yep. Okay. And then she lived with her mother and her sister, uh, jo Georgia? Georgia. Georgia? Georgia, sure. mm -hmm. and then um, they were seamstresses, and they did um, they made homemade bread. Right, right. Um, well, at the time of everything that happened, Georgia was already married. Uh, okay. Her last name was actually uh, McClella. Mm -hmm. McClella. Um, she had her own house, and of course, Jenny, she still stayed uh, with her mom. And her little brother um, up in Gettysburg is um, so actually I don't know how many people know or, or didn't know but the Jenny Wade house is not actually Jenny's house um, that was uh, Georgia's house where oh. the tragedy had happened at mm -hmm. and um, not only was it Georgia's house but there was another family that lived in that house as well it was a duplex there is a brick wall that runs upstairs in the house that basically divides the house into two homes. And uh, it was kind of the uh, the whole start of the duplexes back then around that era. So, yeah, 
Yes. Um, but you are correct about um, her uh, doing the seamstress. Um, mm -hmm. their, their their dad, who doesn't get talked about much or as far as the history part goes, his name was James Wade, and um, he was a tailor. And um, but yes, yeah, so that's and he was you know basically self employed. So they would try to help him um, as far as his business goes as far as that goes um now as far as the bread and everything uh yes that's what she was doing her and her mother uh the day that uh, everything had happened she was uh helping her her mom cook bread and uh taking the water out to the soldiers yep okay um now she was uh betrothed to a corporal correct she was, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that part. Betrothed to a corporal. I believe his name is uh, John Johnston. No, no. You Are you talking about Jenny, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Jenny, she, um, she was single. Now, she did have what Georgia called. And, now, and I will explain this to you. The, um, the information that you're going to be hearing from me mm -hmm. is coming straight from an interview with georgia oh there is good a stuff. yeah there is a book called um jenny wade gettysburg and that book is basically from the interview from you know a first-hand account of everything that you wanted to know about that that happened that day or about jenny or you know just anything at all um, about what, what happened that day. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, Jenny, she actually, she did have what they called back then was a sweetheart. Okay. Um, now his his name was Jack Scully. Um, and the way that we give the tours basically is like the end of the tour is when we would kind of let you know about that part, um, of the entire thing. And you can kind of let me know how you want me to you know, what part you want me to, to go as far as the tour goes and how, you know, or what part they would say. But mm -hmm. anyway, the, the tour itself would pretty much end talking about how uh, Jack and Jenny and Wesley, a fellow named Wesley Colt, the three of them were childhood buddies. They grew up in Gettysburg together. Uh, Wesley was actually part of the Confederacy because he moved to Virginia when he was about 15. Uh, he did so for work. He was there when the Civil War broke out. And um, when the Battle of Gettysburg happened, of course, his regiment came back to fight in the Battle of Gettysburg. Now, his buddy Jack, he was uh, with the Union. Of course, he was from Gettysburg and uh, he was with the Union and had been fighting, had already been injured. Well, when he does come back, uh, he hears about his buddy uh, being injured and he stops at the field hospital that he was at and when he's there jack asked wesley if he would give jenny a letter for him if he went since he was coming back to the battle of gettysburg and uh, wesley agreed uh, wesley he comes back um, of course not warmly welcomed even though he was a gettysburg boy he was part of the group that was running amok in town tearing things up so um, his family he does meet up with them uh, they beg and plead for him to stay. Now, his last name was Culp, as in Culp's Hill, that is here in, in Gettysburg. It is just behind Cemetery Hill. 
Um, that was his family's land, uh, his uncle's land to be exact. And that would be the land that Wesley would end up dying on. Of course, obviously, he was not able to give that letter to Jenny. That was from Jack. And Jenny, she would pass away a couple of hours after Wesley did. Um, and Jack, he would die from his injuries about nine days after that. And the three of them who grew up together had no idea about one another's death. Mm hmm According to Georgia, the reason for the letter from Jack to Jenny was because Jack and Jenny were sweethearts. And that was, you know, just that was about it. That was uh, there was no marriage. There was no fiance, no engagement, just sweethearts. OK. Yeah. So I know you didn't ask for all that, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Perfectly fine. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up. That's what. Um, that's what I've read, but I, I didn't know whether or not it was true or not. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing is there is a lot of stuff out there about there this is. story, you know, and there's so much out there that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There is definitely. Uh, so his, her, Jenny's sister was pregnant, correct? Yes. At the time? Yes. Okay. Actually, she she had had her baby on June 26th. Okay. And um, she was ordered by her doctor to stay in bed for up to 10 days. And so when Jenny got there, um, she came there for safety, but also to help out Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, help Georgia. And then, of course, bake the bread and take the bread and water out to the soldiers. But, yep. She had had a baby. Um, it was a rough pregnancy, rough delivery. Um, so, but yeah, she was uh, indeed pregnant. Yep. Okay. So another thing that I um, read about was that, so Jenny and her mom decided to stay and take care of Georgia. Yeah. Well, it was, it wasn't really so much a, a decision to, to stay or anything like that. I think it was um, because a lot of people, there were a lot of people that left when, mm -hmm. the, Confederates, when the Confederates came in from the West. Um, there was like a big traffic jam there in the middle of town of people trying to leave. And then you had the Confederates coming in. Um, but it was more or less, um, you had some that were trying to leave, but a lot of them decided, you know what, this is my home. You know, this is my town, my home. You know, we're, we're hunkering down here and we're not going to let anybody take it. And so a lot of people stayed and they went to their cellars or they would, um, you know, just stay in their house. Mm -hmm. And with them, they, um, you know, that's what they decided to do was just to, to stay in their home, at their home. Now, if Georgia was able to move or was able, you know, could they could that have changed history in itself very well could have that you know they could have decided to get the heck out of dodge when everybody else did yeah yeah okay huh interesting very interesting so um the confederate soldiers began firing on the north side of the house mm -hmm. um and then which was um hit by over 150 bullets yes it was it was hit over 150 times and those holes in the side of the house are still there 
Oh my God. There was one particular hole, I guess, that penetrated. So one bullet penetrated two through the two doors, mm-hmm. hit Jenny in the shoulder, but it also went through the heart. Yes. Um, that particular shot, uh, it went through uh, the front door and then it went through the parlor door as well because they, she had positioned that door there hoping it would provide some more protection because there were already shots that were coming in from the windows and things like that and as well yeah. as the door. Um, and there's, those holes are still there to, to this day. But that particular shot that hit her, yeah, it hit her um, in her left lower shoulder blade going through her chest piercing her heart and you know and she was she was gone before she even hit the floor oh god that's yeah, horrible it, it was an instant death so, i mean she didn't yeah. feel she didn't feel anything you know so she was she was gone immediately and um, oh my god and then her body was uh put in the basement for the time being well what they did is um her mom was there uh, when it happened, but she had her back turned. Her mom was working mm-hmm. at the fire. Um, now, earlier, Jenny had, um, there was an actual artillery shell that actually came through the roof of the home. And it went through that brick wall I was talking about that divides the home. And it landed on what would have been the McLean side of the home. Okay. Well, what happened is, obviously, it didn't detonate. But what it did do was it shook the entire house down to its foundation. And it scared Jenny so bad, she ended up passing out. And her mom, at the time, didn't realize that she was even on the floor. But she turns around, she sees her. She sees her laying there, and but she knows her daughter. She realizes she got scared and she passed out. So she wakes her up. All right. Well, after all that had happened, um, again, she uh, right after Jenny was shot and she hit the floor, her mom didn't realize that she was on the floor. So, but when she does eventually, she turns around, she sees her laying there. Her first thought was she had passed out again. So she goes down thinking that she's going to wake her up. But mm-hmm. when she goes down there to wake her up, that's when she sees the blood. And um, just out of a state of shock, she rises back up to her feet. She walks into where Georgia's at in the parlor. She looks Georgia directly in the eye and she says, Georgia. Your sister's dead. And that's all she says. And she turns around. She comes back to be with Jenny. Now, when she does that, Georgia lets out the loudest scream you can imagine. And she ends up um, screaming so loud that soldiers nearby, they heard the screams. So they come running up. They kick the door in. Uh, They see something they had never seen before. Now, they had seen animals shot and killed. They had seen other men shot and killed, but they had not seen it happen to a young lady. So they were stunned. They were shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, But they realized quickly they had to get the rest of the family to safety. And going out the door that they just came from, uh, that was not an option. Because like you said, the, the house on that side had been hit over 150 times. But when I talked about that shell that went through the uh, roof of the house, it left a hole in that dividing wall. And what that did also was it actually let help lead them to safety from there. So they go up there, they check that house, the, the hole in the, the wall out and uh, realize it wasn't quite big enough. So they take their butts of their muskets and they start making that hole big enough. And they do. They get Georgia through. 
um, her little brother and a little boy that Jenny was babysitting that day. Wow. Um, yeah. So they get everybody through. They come running mm. back downstairs um, to get married now, just to get married. Or Jenny's mom. And she mm -hmm. and she let them know then that she was not leaving Jenny uh, and she was not going to go without her. So they had to agree to wrap her body up in quilts, get her through the wall down the McLean side of the house and eventually down into the cellar. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. And that's where, uh, when they were in that cellar, that's where they stayed for about mm -hmm. uh, 28 to 32 hours. Wow. So her mother continued after that, horrible event that happened her mother actually continued to to prepare the bread and give it to the soldiers she did you know and wow a lot, of, a lot of people do not know that part of the story and so i, I kudos to you for finding that out <laughs> kudos. yes because uh, uh, you know most people they they hear about it they're like just so shocked because but yeah mm -hmm. the soldiers they they asked her you know hey we'll uh we'll clean up the blood if yep. you'll go up there and continue to, to work and bake bread for us. And she did. She did. Wow. After got her buried after they buried Jenny. Um, and by the way, they did bury her. She still had a uh, dough on her hands. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, Mary, she, she continued to work. So I would say she definitely, um, she did the patriotic thing, I guess, you know, in a time you wouldn't believe that many people would be able to do. Yeah losing the child like that so but yeah. wow unbelievable i i couldn't even imagine you know yeah, unbelievable i couldn't i could not see me doing something like that no 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 i couldn't either I'm like, but yeah it was um but that is that is a fact that um you know a lot of people they don't even know that part of the story so definitely big big props to you for knowing that <laughs> do my research <laughs> so, yes. so i have to ask you so i don't know if it's a myth or a legend but okay. i read that if a woman sticks her finger in that bullet hole she will be proposed to well i tell you what um i had never heard that one until i uh visited um the Jeannie Wade house until well, I was about 10 years ago. It was the first time I ever mm -hmm. went. But when I started working with Gettysburg Heritage and started doing the tours, um, you know, that was something that was part of the tour that you talked about. Well, mm -hmm. after a little bit of time, I actually m started meeting people that would meet on tours and that the female, she would put her finger <laughs> in the bullet hole and the guy that she would meet that night, they would end up exchanging phone numbers and then they would, oh. up, they would indeed get married. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, I have met probably at least four couples that have just in the last six months that have uh, had that happen. So, yeah, yeah, they said, they said it's Jenny's actual spirit that helps them to get you know, to get married and to get, you know, a, proposed to. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know about that part, but <laughs> I do know that I do know that it happens, you know, that it, that folks do, um, 
they do that very thing. So I don't know how much of a, a myth it yeah. really is because it, you know, I'm, I'm meeting people that actually have done it, you know, so there's got to be something to it there. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Um, so the orphanage house. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just uh, let me see what Stephanie says here. Uh, I think. So Steph is asking, is there any reports of the Father Spirit making himself known? No. Uh, she, she she's talking about um, James Wade. Oh, okay, got ya. Yeah, that's Jenny's father. Um, yes, uh, I know. Uh, do we do we have time to tell you about something that I had happened there? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Everybody waited about half an hour, so yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> okay. So um, one afternoon after work, we're closing down, and I noticed uh, one of the side doors to the house. Well, it was open. Um, so I immediately go in, I lock it, and I go to make sure there's nobody left in the house, you know, before the end of the end of business day. And I'm checking everywhere, you know, and I check upstairs in the in the four rooms that are upstairs. And which, by the way, I will let you know, in my opinion, everybody talks about the cellar of the Jenny Wade house. Yes. Those four rooms upstairs, in my opinion, have way more activity way wow. more any other place in the entire house, including the cellar. So I'm sitting there and I'm going through and I'm looking under beds and I'm, you know, doing a thorough job and I get around to the side of the house where I'm getting ready to go back to the side where uh, Jenny was killed at. And I'm at the mm-hmm. top of the steps and well, I hear a, um, it, well, I'll just do it. I'll say what I heard. It was just a simple, um, hello, just, you know, just a simple hello, but it was in a way that was, um, it wasn't menacing or mm-hmm. anything like that, but it, but it is one of the few times I've ever heard something, um, audible like that without there being uh, a body that it came from. And I've been paranormal investigating for 26 years now. And, uh, it's one of the few times I've ever experienced anything like that so yeah I'm, yeah i'm thinking okay well maybe somebody is in the house so i go mm-hmm. back check behind me one more time so then i go downstairs and i go back out and i go into the gift shop and there's a guy that's in there he's been here for a long time worked here for like 10 years and uh he's done a bunch of investigations and so i'm telling him about it and uh he's also his name is george and uh george says he's a clairvoyant so I tell him about the voice and what I heard. And he says, oh, well, that was James. I said, yeah. And he said, yeah, he likes you. I said, oh, okay. All right. He said, well, he said, I've got a bunch of uh, EVPs, you know, called on my phone through the years. He said, um, did it sound anything like this? And he hits the very first one and it sounds exactly like the voice that I heard upstairs and it was just a simple hello just like that wow unbelievable i was just going to mention to everyone that you have you've been a paranormal investigator for 25 years um during all this time have you like 
had other paranormal activity or any encounters? Uh, in the Jenny Wade house? Um, well, the Jenny Wade and the orphanage. Actually, I probably more so the, the Jenny than the orphanage. Um, I've, I've heard, um, I haven't seen anything. Of course, you know, that's the Holy Grail is, is the visual, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have seen pictures of a lot of different things, uh, especially here of late. It seems like uh, the, um, the action in the house, if you will, has been at an all-time high. And I'm mm-hmm. not, not quite sure why it's like that. Now, I actually was, um, I had some people tell me, that it started after I started working there. And that's because with me being from the South and my accent, that might've caused a little bit of, um, you know, a little ruckus in the house, if you will, I guess they mm-hmm. made a little upset. Some of the spirits being upset that a Southerner was working there now. But um, at the same time, I don't, I don't know for sure, but anyway, yeah. So there have been, uh, a lot of people here of late that have been touched, that are getting grabbed, that are being scratched. Um, now, who is doing that? I, you know, it's a tough one to say. I've I've heard yeah. a lot of people say it was James, that it's been James doing that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I kind of see it. I think James, he, um, I don't know. James is there. Because he believes he's protecting Jenny now, which they have mm-hmm. a, they have a mannequin in the cellar at the house that kind of portrays what her body would would have been back then, you know, what it looks like or what it would look like. And they believe he sits in a certain part of the cellar um, and he just kind of watches and makes sure nobody's messing with what he believes is to be her body. Um, so, um, but yes, he does. Uh, he does haunt that location. Um, but as far as who's doing the scratching and the touching and things mm-hmm. like that, and I'm telling you, there, there, and it's been a lot, it has been a lot lately. And I tell you, one of the things that is the people that come in as non believers, and then they, they, they're coming up to me and they're all emotional because they just got grabbed on the neck or the shoulder or the arm, you know, and they're, you know, and I don't dismiss it or anything like that. You know, the first thing I do is try to calm them down, let them know mm-hmm. everything will be fine. You know, you know, you don't have to worry. You know, you're not going to be possessed or anything like that. So, um, you know, but they, it's the people that are non-believers that come in there, you know, and then all of a sudden, well, they're, they're believers now, you know, so, um, but yeah, there have been a lot of people, a lot of people that have been touched and things like that so unreal i i just can't wait to make a trip down there i definitely can't it is it is i'm, I'm going to tell you it is um it is unlike any other place i mean yeah. I, I, I know you know everybody has and everybody has their favorite place they say that about but there yep. is something about this town that it it can grab a hold of you and it just sucks you in and you know you end up moving your whole life <laughs> you know and end up bringing every your whole family here and uh yeah it's just one of those things it is, there's something special about gettysburg it really is 
I mean, I can't That's wait. Awesome. For you. I can't wait for you to come down. I mean, yeah, I can't either. Okay, and I'm trying to picture the house. So it it was two floors. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the yep. bedrooms were upstairs, and then then you have the typical living room and kitchen. Right. right. And then the basement. Got you. Got you. Yep. Okay. So there's eight rooms total, including the uh, the cellar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any reports of anyone? Um, the spirit of Jenny? No, you know, me and the manager of the of the Jenny Wade house, we, we've had this discussion and she's not really big into the paranormal. Um, she likes to try to keep things strictly on the historical side. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, she can't deny, you know, the paranormal side to it at all, especially yeah, all the time yeah. been there and mm -hmm. the stories she's heard and things. But, um, she does not believe that Jenny is there. She okay. Thinks, he thinks if anybody is there, she believes it's either Georgia or Mary, her mom. Mm hmm And but she definitely knows James Wade is there. Okay. She, she is a hundred percent believer that James Wade is indeed there. That's wow. Yeah. That's incredible and incredible. Okay. So let's get into the orphanage. Okay. Um, can you give a history? All right. Well, the um, orphanage, it was um, obviously it was started up basically because of the kids in um, the Gettysburg, Gettysburg that their parents um, that had died in the battle. Mm -hmm. You know, they there were a lot of children left. Now, a lot of folks don't realize that even back then um, when a man let's say um a husband and wife they had children but the husband was killed in um in the battle the woman she would be expected to give the children up to the orphanage because they did not believe a woman could raise kids by herself okay so there were a lot of kids that still had their moms but they mm -hmm. were they were put in the orphanage and that started up around 1866. Okay. Um, now, the biggest part of the whole story around the orphanage is um, Rosa Carmichael. Now, Rosa, um, she was accused of doing a lot of bad things. And it, you know, According to the, the history book, she did those things that she was accused of. Um, everything from starving the children um, to beating the children, um, even, and this is the part they don't like for us to talk on the tours about, but even um, giving the female children out to older gentlemen. Um, they would do she was responsible for things like that and then she would have some of the older kids that would um she would have them beat the younger kids um abuse them lock them down in the pit that they have there chain them up um she would she would put kids out into um this fenced area that they would have behind the orphanage 
And uh, it would be like either during the, the hottest part of the summer, she would chain them up to a fence or during the middle of the winter, she would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And even there's a, an entire story about this little boy being chained inside the, uh, an outhouse and um, him being left there, you know, for days. And when finally somebody finally seen that he was, in there or heard him in there you know it was almost well it, actually it was he died like shortly after mm-hmm. but um once everything kind of came to light of what she was doing um her punishment was a 20 dollar fine wow told to leave town huh. and uh she did that but she came back she came back and uh, I, you know, and, and from there, it's kind of sketchy where, as far as the history, exactly what happens to Rosa after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, she did come back. She, obviously, she didn't go back to the orphanage because it shut down uh, shortly thereafter. Um, and the kids that were there, you know, of course, they were just kind of spread out throughout the, the state uh, into different homes. But uh, but yeah, there is a and and I'll tell you right now, and when you go to the Jenny Wade house and then you go to the orphanage, those places have two totally different feelings. Um, wow, it is it is night and day difference between the two. I mean, you have the sadness of, yep. uh, of of the Jenny Wade, you know, but then you have like this darker. Yeah, I could imagine. I, I definitely could imagine. Yeah, it it is definitely two different two different sides to it, and um, you know, and as as you've seen, you know, through the through the years, you've seen it on um, a lot of the ghost hunting shows that are on TV, mm-hmm. like that. And um, it is it is an active place. Both places are extremely active. Um, you know, and you can't. And I know a lot of people say you can say that about a lot of locations. Yeah. And but there's, I don't know. These two, in my opinion, are they're they're up there. Some of the most haunted locations, and as far as activity, um, you know, happening. You know, at some point during a day or some point during a week or, or and things like that. Now, also, I do not guarantee on any of my tours that you will somebody will experience anything paranormal. You know, but I also guarantee you that. I, I can't guarantee you that you won't, you know, so I kind of look at it like that is, um, but it's definitely, uh, it's, it's two places that if you can get out to you, you definitely want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Steph asked, uh, does Brian know where they buried the children that passed when they were at that awful place? Yeah, actually they would just, um, they would have unmarked graves. So they would, I uh, believe there was uh, some that I believe that I just learned about that were in the cemetery, um, mm-hmm. uh, Evergreen Cemetery, which is where Jenny is uh, actually her final resting place is at. And um, so, yeah, most of them were just put in, just had holes dug and their bodies were put in there. You know, because they were orphaned, so most people mm-hmm. didn't 
didn't even know that they had even existed for the most part, you know. So, yeah, sadly, that's that's kind of how they did things back then. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. I can't even imagine. Yeah, and and, and the thing is also like I could I could see what you're saying about that they have two different, you know, two different feelings to them. Mm -hmm. um, I could definitely see that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's night and day difference between the two buildings. Mm -hmm. Even in you know, because the orphanage they have a, a gift shop area as well, mm -hmm. and I mean it's like as soon as you, especially folks that are you know sensitive or, or empaths or anything like that, you a hundred percent would would feel something. But even those that you know don't even know that they have those abilities you you get it you and it, it can hit you like a ton of bricks and um you know there's a lot of people that have walked in that do not stay for the entire tours because it affects them so bad you know um emotionally physically and uh you know they'll they'll leave uh, i've seen it happen a lot of different times where people are there for maybe 10 15 minutes and then they have to leave so it's um yeah wow well i yeah and the thing the thing is with me also is that i have gifts um so when i go into an area that i feel that either an event has happened like a death or something like that i can literally feel it um so yeah i, I can see that i'll probably have a hard time um once i do go in the orphanage yeah um it's like i was saying it's happened to a lot of, of people um i i don't claim to be a sensitive but i will tell mm -hmm. you that um I, I the house that i lived in in north carolina it had like activity paranormal activity in it for 18 of the 20 years i was there so i kind of got the sense of when things were about to happen and then i kind of started noticing i could get that I started getting that feeling at other places I would go mm -hmm. and um so I you know, and I've and I've had several different folks that I've met at my time here that have you know that that come in and say they're sensitive you know and they'll um they'll put their hand you know on my wrist or my hand or something like that and they'll be like oh no you are you know you, you've seen some things you know and things mm -hmm. like that so they could tell I am but you know whether I I, you know, I don't know if I'm comfortable enough in, in calling myself that, you know, yeah. um, but I, I can, I can definitely tell when there's, when there is something there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with me. Sometimes I can actually see spirits. Sometimes I can't. A lot of the times I get um, visual, like I actually see them um, in my mind. Um, but I can't actually physically see them. So, so yeah, but you're in there constantly. So I would think, you know, that you, you're, you're getting a lot more open. Yeah, I know there for a while that, um, I know, I, not, not to jump back on the Jenny Wade house, um, mm -hmm. but there, as now I mentioned, um, about those four rooms that are upstairs that, I believe have more activity um, there for a while. It was every time that I would go up there, 
I would feel as if something would jump on me. Um, it would feel like this just this rush of, um, I guess, uh, chills, this rush of just goosebumps and mm -hmm. take it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm one where I, I started wondering and started thinking, okay, all right, is this something that's happened subconsciously now? You know, am, am I getting up here and I'm not even thinking about it or not thinking I'm thinking about it and, you know, it, and it starts happening. But then I started noticing, like here recently, you know, it hasn't happened when I go up there. So that just kind of makes me think, okay, well, maybe there was something to that, you know, because now I'm not, I'm not feeling it, um, feeling those things when I enter the rooms. You know, where back then where I was, you know, so now I, you know, it's, um, but yeah, being, being there, being in it, uh, and there for a while, a long time, it, there was, there were several things and, and, and especially during the daytime and it's a little more, uh, awkward then when you start mm -hmm. experiencing something, um, around, um, your, your, your group. You know, you're yeah. trying to get the tour and you're sitting there and you're trying to talk to them about the history. And the next thing you know, you feel like you're about to fall over or you're getting dizzy, um, you know, and it feels like the ground beneath you is shaking or, or something like that. You know, and those things have happened, you know, and that that's um, that's a little unsettling, you know, because yeah. you got a group of people that's looking at you and they're looking at you like, OK, what's wrong with this dude? You know, he doesn't look too good right now, you know, so um, there's there's definitely parts that that can mess with you. That's in both houses. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to put up a comment um, that Steph said, um, but also like the spirits, um, if there truly are spirits there, they, you know, they they are well familiar with you now um and you know be respectful and be comfortable you know right in the environment and um like steph says right here i think they are getting pretty comfortable and trusting him because he seems very respectful to them and their life stories and that's very true i feel that that's very true um you know if you go into a place um and you know on a regular basis, you know, they get to know you, you get to know them, you know, and they, as long as you treat them with respect, um, it's, it's, it, they will let you come into their residence mindful. Yeah. I, I, and that, that is one thing that I've, you know, that's how I've kind of, um, always did, um, my paranormal investigating, you know, how I've mm -hmm. always is I, I do not go into there trying to um, instigate or agitate just to get a response. You know, yeah. that, that's not my style. That's not how I, I am as a person or as an investigator, you know, and I think it's kind of irresponsible to do those things, but, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to judge anybody else on how they do their, their style, but uh, for me, um, um, I try to be as respectful to them as if they were standing there right beside me, you know, having a conversation with me, if I were just to meet them, you know, so that, that's kind of how I do it. And I, I think that 
you know, that, that that's made a difference. Mm -hmm. The interactions that I've had there so far. That's great. That's great. Um, have, uh, so do other, um, I'm assuming that there's paranormal groups that go in there. Do they do like an, you don't have any, they, they can't stay there overnight, correct? No, they can't. Okay. Um, but they, they are allowed, um, to rent it out. Basically they pay for okay. X amount of hours. Say your group wanted to come down. Um, and you would, you know, I think it's, uh, anywhere between two to six hours, maybe two to four hours. Okay. Like um, I know there's an investigation that's coming up uh, with the group. I want to say on the 23rd and it's, it's like four hours long. And um, so, yeah, they do that. They, they do offer people uh, or give people a chance to do that, to investigate those locations. And um, yeah, there's a lot of folks that are, done at uh that have youtube channels and uh mm -hmm. obviously uh the tv people i don't i don't believe the tv people are um have to pay for it i don't think i don't really know how that part of it works yeah yeah um above my pay grade i would say but um <laughs> but i do know adam and amy from kindred spirits will be here um uh, on halloween again and they will be holding oh. an investigation there and I will be opening up the orphanage for them to, uh, so I will have a chance to meet, um, Adam and Amy uh, when they come here. That is awesome. So they're renewing their contract. That's awesome. I actually, in a matter of fact, this coming Friday, I'm actually going to do an investigation with Adam at the Proctor house. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. I went, I went over there last year and the Proctor house isn't open to the public. Mm -hmm. Um, so Adam, um, does this every year and part of the money goes towards, um, renovations to the house. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it is a good cause. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait either. All right. Now, but that's I, great. now the thing, I won't say that I know, I know that they're coming back. But I don't know if it's if it if they're doing the show or if it's mm -hmm. doing or their company, Amy's company. Um, she has yeah. what is Amy's company? Um, she has that touring company. I can't remember what. Oh, it's uh, Great Escapes is it? Strange Escapes. Or, Strange Escapes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now it might be just for that, but I know last year um, I was actually here on Halloween last year, mm -hmm. and they were here filming uh for that but they were also doing um their strange escapes uh thing for their company as well so my it might be for both again i'm not sure so i don't want to sit there and say that they you know um were able to uh what you call it with the with the tv as far as the tv side of it that's what yeah. i'm basically saying i i don't know if they you know did the redid their contract or anything like that i yep, just know yep. i just know they're going to be here you know, then for that. So, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to rebel. Hi rebel. Um, I did see your comment. I believe this is for the Jenny Wade house. Um, she says it wasn't a negative feeling like you are in the living room, uh, living person's home and you expect them to come downstairs to be in the kitchen. I believe she was referring to the Jenny Wade house. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so tell me about the battlefield. Oh wow! Oh wow! There is so much to tell. About I know. The I know. There is so many. I mean, just you know, just the history part alone. I mean, it's yeah. You know, it's it's hard to. We could sit here and we could talk for the next three days straight. <laughs> you know, seventy-two hours, and we still mm -hmm. wouldn't get all covered. Um, there's just so much to it. Um, you know, so many different uh, events happened, and so many different um, things that was just uh, left imprints because of the things that happened there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and there's um, a lot of people that come here, you know, they, they talk about, you know, or they'll ask about, do you think my haunt, my hotel is haunted, you know, and, and they're like, well, it wasn't built, but, you know, in 2008 or something like that. And I'm like, well, it, it, it's not the building, it's the land, you know, it's yeah, what's, exactly. what's here, you know, it's the energy that was, you know, left here and the imprinted here, the blood that was spilled here. And, you know, and of course the battlefield, there's just so many different spots, you know, some was a little more, you know, um, bloody, I guess you could say more horrific mm -hmm. than other parts, but, um, but yeah, I, I know, um, one of the parts of the battlefield that probably doesn't get the recognition of say something like, um, little round top or, uh, devil's den. Mm -hmm. is the wheat field okay now the wheat field it was one of those locations where uh the records say that it was uh, you could not take a step without stepping on a body um and the, it just the entire field was just you know littered with human remains and um that is one of the most active spots you know in the entire battlefield the wheat field um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So during that time, also during the battle, um, I read somewhere that um, many businesses and homes were subject to becoming makeshift hospitals, um, while others would be taken over by military um, forces to serve as temporarily headquarters. Yeah. Yep. Um, basically, if there was four walls and a roof. It was, mm -hmm. going to, it was going to be used either as a hospital or, you know, the military was taking it over. You know, the government was taking it over and using it as, you know, as their headquarters, like you said. And that was uh, pretty much any anything at all, any building they could use. There's churches that are here um, now that were used as, uh, you know, field hospitals and things like that are, you know, that is in the middle of town. Um Yes, and those places, there are places like that that are just, you know, all over the town of Gettysburg. And it's pretty amazing to, 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 to see it like that. And I tell you, one of the little things that's also amazing about it is some of those buildings still have um, shells that were fired from cannons. And they're still stuck in, in the buildings. Oh, wow. Just, yeah, to this day, you know, 100 and, um, you know, 60 something years later. 160 mm -hmm. years to be exact. Uh, yeah, they are still, they're still there. Uh, and uh, when we do the, uh, the bus tours, 
um, you know, going around talking about the, the battlefield or going out to the battlefield, going around town. Yeah, they'll take you mm -hmm. by some of those buildings that have those shells that are stuck. Uh, oh, my in, God. Wow. In the building. Yeah. It's pretty, um, you know, it's pretty amazing to, to, to see something like that. Uh, you know, that's just has so much history in it and it comes to life right there in front of you. So. Oh my yeah. God. You must, you must be pretty busy. There's so much history. I mean, there's so. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I pretty much, I've worked seven days a week. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm either doing, um, I'm, I do the, the tours, um, at mm -hmm. night and then I will, uh, do, um, we have a team that, that does the buses and, mm -hmm. you know, I work on the team as far as that goes. And, uh, just from a customer service part, I'm, I'm not a tour guide. Yeah. Um, uh, being a tour guide, those guys are amazing. Oh, I would imagine just the fact is when you do their tours and you listen to them and, and it's usually like a two hour tour, but you mm -hmm. do them. And they're telling you and they're basically painting you a picture with words about the Battle of Gettysburg for those three days. And what's so awesome about it is they're doing it straight from memory and they're just telling you how it happened. They're looking at the places that you're going and they're telling you what happened here on this day, what happened here on that day. And it is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you get a chance to come out here, um, make sure you take one of those tours. And because it is just those those people, they are phenomenal at what they do. Um, and I cannot uh, recommend uh, doing that. Wow. Enough. I mean, it is phenomenal. It really is. My God. Um, so uh, up until what time do you have your tours to? Uh, the the ghost tours, um, they kind of offer different times throughout the year. I know the ghost tours, they will um, up until, I want to say it's around 11-ish. Uh, mm -hmm. They have what's called a combo tour. And that is where you can do both the orphanage and the Jenny Wade. And um, I know with my tours, now uh, some of the guys, they don't do it quite yet. But um, I know with my tours, I bring my paranormal equipment with me. And so I give the history side of it and I tell you the uh, ghost stories, but also I kind of let people investigate a little bit while they're there. Now, granted, it's only for an hour and a half, so you're only getting kind of a taste of it. But mm -hmm. it is for folks that have never done it before, you know, or just seen it on TV, you know, it, it, it you know, it's a, it's a pretty big deal to them. That, you know, that they're even just holding a K2 meter, you know, something like that or, you know, a REM pod or anything like that. So I, I try to make it fun for them during that hour and a half and just give them a little taste of what it's to be, uh, what it's like to be a paranormal investigator, especially in two of the most haunted locations in the entire world. So, yeah. 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 Um, myself, I'm like a K2 meter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, you, you, you know, when I go in, um, I just like to, you know, I, I bring like my K2 meter, I bring, um, you know, my ghost box, things like that. But I also like to just go in and just try to like um, 
just feel things around me, what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I kind of use myself right. <laughs> as going into investigations. You know, you, you can use like, you know, don't get me, you know, all the equipment is good to use, um, but I kind of like to give myself um, just uh, kind of a test to see what I feel. Right, right. Yeah, we have people that, that often uh, do that. Um, yeah you know that they'll they'll come in and um and you and you can recognize those that, mm -hmm. that, that you you can at least i can anyway and i guess it's because I've, I've been around it for so long now you know i can i can tell when somebody's trying to to hone in on that part of it and um but yeah but just just to kind of see how people react to it and have these different reactions and uh it's fascinating to see it really is yeah yeah it's that's truly amazing and you know i i'm just i'm kind of jealous with you because i would love to just do something that you like have a job that you love to do you know that's i think that's everybody's dream but to do something that you honestly love to do yeah i consider myself extremely lucky yeah i do um i've often you know heard of people that had those kind of jobs you know and, um but you know the opportunity i just kind of walked into it at the right time and it was basically just a. I kind of feel like i often tell people that um you know i didn't choose gettysburg gettysburg chose me and um so that's kind of um kind of how it, it's all happened and it, it's been kind of a, a whirlwind if you will and it's uh yeah but it's um i wouldn't change anything at all it's been just freaking amazing yeah yeah now when you leave the um the locations do you sense that that there's still energy around you or there have been times um where i have felt that mm-hmm um, there have been, you know, um, I, and I guess it's, um, no, yeah, you know, it, I can tell where I could feel like there's, you know, do I have a hitchhiker, I guess, more or less. <laughs> you would say that. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, there's times where I felt that. Um, now, have I felt anything, you know, once I come in my home or, or anything like that or anything negative or any, no, it, it hasn't. I've had, mm -hmm. I've had anything um, like that happen here at all. Um, but like I was saying, I lived with paranormal activity for, you know, 18 or 20 years. I was in a house. So, um, you know, even if I was to feel something that was that coming to this home. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it wouldn't be abnormal for me or anything. like Yeah. That. And it's, it's probably nothing malicious or anything like that. So. No, I don't believe it to be. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't believe, um, well, well, I'll tell you like this, um, people, especially here lately, if, if folks would, um, if they happen to follow, uh, ghostly images of Gettysburg on Facebook or anything like that, um, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of talk of, um, you know, some type of shadow man and uh, things like that. And, you know, there's some folks that think, you know, there's some negativity there. If there is something negative there, it is because somebody brought it there. You know, it's not from the history uh, within the house or anything like that, that, that conjured it up. It's somebody, I believe, 
came there and they might have brought something negative with them or conjured something up negative while they were there. But overall, I do not feel like there is nothing negative um, in the Jenny White House. The orphanage, the orphanage, uh, that's a little different story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have one guy. um, She's not really big into the paranormal, but she is 100% convinced that there is a dark, dark side to that entire place and it is um it is something that she refuses to mess with huh interesting yeah any sense on who it could be um there are a couple of different people that they think um there is a doctor uh, named Dr. Bourne um, and Rosa. A lot okay. Of it's one. It's those two people. Now they kind of um, they more or less kind of ran things more or less when uh, she was there. Uh, he was well. He was a doctor, and he basically um, did a lot of the things that uh, Rosa was accused of doing. Of course, he didn't, you know, get accused of those things. So. Um, or had anything really happened to him because of it. You know, he was a man of money. And, yeah. Uh, you know, back then, you know, you, well, heck, maybe it's not that much different <laughs> as far as now. Yeah, but, yeah. I but, wonder what this particular doctor looked like because the image just came in my head with, like, not really a top hat, but, you know, a, a, a slender man with, like, a hat and, like, like, shades of glasses on Mm -hmm. um so i'm curious to see what this doctor if there's pictures that i could actually research to see what he looks like if there are any pictures now i know Um, our gods he portrays him as yeah uh, in one of what's called an encounter tour um that's like i mentioned i you know i do james wade Um, Mm -hmm. have a, a lady um, her name is Chris. She does uh, Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does. Uh, she also plays Mary Wade. Um, so yeah, we have a def- couple of different gods that you know have different um, that portrays the ghost of those uh, those people. Yeah, yeah. So and wow. basically, they just tell you the story from their uh, point of view. Yeah. Uh, of what happened so it's, it's just something else that we offer as a company to, to folks that that would like to go that route that's awesome do you find that in particularly like certain months of the year that um it peaks like like either like there's more activity than usual or no um honestly no. you you pretty much you probably know that you know they work on their own time you know they mm-hmm. have they have their own thing. Um, I often I tell folks when, when we're in the middle of one of my tours and we have like some paranormal equipment out and nothing's being picked up. I tell them, I say, look, I often compare um, investigating or looking for some type of activity to uh, going fishing at your local lake or your pond that you think you're going to go somewhere that has a certain area that you're just going to 
get a catch a lot of fish. You're just going to have a lot of hits on your line once you throw it out. And you could end up sitting there for hours on hours on hours and it just nothing can happen, you know. So um, and paranormal investigating is a lot like that. And it doesn't yeah. it just it doesn't um, it doesn't matter the time of year, you know, just like it doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime. You know, it happens when they are ready for it to happen. So incredible so much history i'm trying to think if we covered everything we covered the the battlefield we covered the orphanage the jenny wade house yes yes i mean and those of course are just a couple of places um in town that you can uh that you can visit uh, now i will tell you that our company is the only company that can get you inside the orphanage and the jenny wade house you have other okay. companies that say they can take you there and they can take you there but all you can do is take pictures on the outside. You don't actually get to go inside unless you go with ghostly images of Gettysburg. They are the only company that gets to take you inside both those places. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I would say like we, we probably covered almost, I would say everything, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so. So Brian, is there any, um, where can people find you? Where can they get information? Uh, well, they can, um, let's see, follow uh, Ghostly Images. I run the Twitter account on uh, Ghostly Images of Gettysburg. You can find that there. Um, you can find us on Facebook. I don't run the, um, the Facebook account, but um, that has a lot of our info on our tours and um you know, the times and, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it's out. We're pretty much, uh, the company is out there on, um, you know, on all platforms. Okay. And everyone, you can find me. I'm, I'm going to be in the next, hopefully near future. Um, actually going to be putting a Facebook for the paranormal happy hour. Um, I'm on underneath my paranormal group on YouTube, Central Mass Paranormal Society, um, Facebook, um, you name it, I'm on it. Um, so I just wanted to thank you, Brian, for being um, on the vodcast. No, thank um, you so much for having me. It's been a it's thank been a you. It's, it's been great. It's been fantastic. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you backstage um, and we're just going to exit out with the uh, outro and then we'll chat for a little bit. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Bye, Brian. Bye. Well, everyone, thank you so much um, for coming and watching the vodcast. I think it's episode four, but again, like I mentioned, um, I'm on YouTube with Central Mass Paranormal Society. Um, I'm going to be creating the Paranormal Happy Hour Facebook um, soon. Um, I'm on my regular Facebook. Um, I'm on, we're on TikTok as Central Mass Paranormal Society, Instagram as, uh, uh, you know, CMPS 2004. That's when we uh, actually formed the group. Um, so, guys. So we are actually um, actually going to be scheduled for, so we will be back, I believe, on Wednesdays now at the same time, 5.30, um, with another guest um, to be announced. So the, um, the posters and everything is going to be up. You're going to see it. 
Um, and, you know, I, I thank everybody for listening and, and tuning in and I will see you the next time.